0: Hello all, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, taped on Twitch, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, and Google, and Apple podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling.
1: I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling, although the wrestling we are wrestling today is wrestling that I wrestle with on the regular.
0: I, I, I see that you tried. I, but well, yes. I, did,
1: I, I did my best.
0: Yes, we are starting <laughs> a new arc today, uh, starting with a, a wrestling show that both me and David watch. Yes. We are following our first ever All Elite Wrestling um, AEW, uh, and not only that is it is not only the first episode of a new arc, but also in a first time ever event, we are having a guest as part of one of our arc episodes, introducing... Our regularly scheduled guest, Elizabeth.
1: And reintroducing.
2: I'm back. And right in the middle of Hallmark season two. So thank Oh, Christ. You. Yes. Oh, God Please. damn it. I yeah. also,
1: also, shout out to the fact that we're having like multiple firsts here. First time we have a guest on a regular ARCH uh, episode. First mm-hmm. repeat guest. And uh, first time we have uh, two guests in a row. So yeah. So we're we're you just gotta we're... keep
2: it fresh or nobody's gonna listen to this anymore. You gotta God keep damn.
1: Oh, but nobody <laughs> All of you know why anyway. people listen to us in the first place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So back to what we're doing today, AEW. Uh, all Elite Wrestling. This is this is kind of weird because normally we do stuff that is kind of old on this podcast. Even yeah, uh, even our most even our NXT arc was 2015, and that's as far back as we ever uh, farthest up as we've ever gone. But God, this arc that takes that place feels
1: like forever ago. May I just say it does? It's yes. Like, I just I think about that NXT arc, and that feels like an eternity ago. Space is warped, time is bendable. It's 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 just so like. It feels like a different world. So the fact that we're yeah. doing something from like fucking this year is insane.
0: Well, I'm gonna say 2021 because by the time this episode drops, it'll be 2020. Oh, true true, but, true, true, true. So from all the way from the far flung year of 2021
1: to one one whole one whole year unit, uh yep. which in itself also oh. feels like an eternity because we just live in hell world at this point. But yeah, it feels well, I like, have. To- I hate that
0: I have it. to talk about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what shit. What are doing here? Yeah. Re- I, David, when we did our first AEW episode way back in episode five, I casually mentioned that, you know, pandemic era wrestling. Well, we're here. It's pandemic era wrestling time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>
0: because uh I, I guess I'll open with that is that in in the year 2020 in case you didn't know somehow there are, a pandemic happened it was it hasn't been fun it's still kind of <laughs> happening so i can't even use past tense
1: it's it's still kind of happening but i think we've just kind of reached a collective agreement in society to just sometimes pretend like it's not just for our own sanity
2: see but the thing is i we we eradicated smallpox guys
0: yeah. No, we're not going
2: to... We've, we've, we've almost got rid of polio. Why Why is oh, this the thing that's going to hurt us?
0: Nah. I know, gonna... I know.
1: SARS gonna. we
0: We're just, just going to live off of our past accomplishments.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: coasting
1: harder than Vince fucking McMahon up in this joint.
2: I was going to say, yeah. if we're talking about living off past accomplishments, isn't that most of professional wrestling. Hey,
0: yes, hey, hey. That's that's bit. most
1: that's most of mainly WWE. The the other yeah. the other ones are a little less guilty of this. Yes. But
0: back to the point. Pandemic pandemic hits in March of 2020 and oopsie doopsie, no more wrestling in front of 5,000 seat arenas. Hmm. Uh AEW and WWE took pretty vastly different uh takes on it. WWE having owning their own training facility Uh, started doing empty shows in their training facility. And then they invented the Thunderdome, where they basically put up a bunch of Zoom screens and you could Zoom in to be part of the crowd of Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. So
2: they copied from the Masked Singer? They copied from a lot of shit. Didn't...
1: There's... Oh, fuck. What's that one talk show? I... It's it's one of those like daytime I know Kelly Clarkson does it. It's Cla- mm-hmm. the it, that's the one I'm thinking of. We're fucking I love Kelly Clarkson Clarkson's show. has the screens that fucking like come to her desk. hmm Yeah. Shout out no, to WWE's the- solution to this being less technologically advanced than Kelly fucking Clarkson. Screens
2: every do not talk crap about Kelly Clarkson. Well, First of I'm all not... good, team Kelly, I'm glad that girl named Tom won the voice. No, no, I'm not <laughs>
1: saying I'm not saying I'm not talking shit about Kelly Clarkson. I'm saying that WWE, which likes to pride itself on being so fucking modern with its tech and everything, the ones that have fucking holograms at their live shows are are still like behind the times in terms of their in terms of their COVID Zoom screen yeah. audiences.
2: You think they would spend money on things that matter?
0: Well, no. Well, I, I don't know. They have,
2: like I said, they fucking have
1: holograms at their shows. So I, who, who knows, right? I mean,
0: then AEW's response was to basically because the fan, the Tony Khan is the owner of AEW and his family also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So they all just kind of parked it in the Jacksonville Jaguars football stadium, mm-hmm. set up a ring out cause it's outdoors and just go with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say pandemic era will lockdown era. A-W. Yeah, that's, that's that's
0: probably a better explanation, Is lockdown
1: era. Lockdown era AEW is fucking depressing to watch.
0: Yeah. There's
1: no, there's no crowd. It's literally just some of the workers in the company. I was watching a video. I was I was rewatching the Brody Lee debut the other day, which yeah. is depressing in its own right for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. But the the what cracked me up the most. Was Brody Lee shows up in ring and there's just some like spattered applause from people. And it fucking cuts over to MJF, who's just standing there like "Mm -hmm." and I'm Yeah, so why the the fuck does MJF care? Because
0: they took the wrestlers who otherwise weren't doing anything that night and put them in the front few rows so they could simulate noise. And then uh as time went on, uh WWE never got rid of the Thunderdome until they decided to start touring again in may june of 2021 and then aew they started having limited uh limited crowd shows so they brought in they brought paying customer and paying customer fans back in fall 2021 mm-hmm. winter about that time of yeah. 2020 uh so yeah there's a lot you could you could there's a lot to unpack here as you consider like They just, neither of them just ever stopped doing wrestling TV and sure you take the fans out of it, but you know, there's still the hundreds of employees that you're forcing them to still interact with each other and and do physically sweaty, intensive activities
1: with no, with no mask. Right. Dude, that was so wild to me. Kind of when you first pointed that out to me way back in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the show and we watched lockdown, a little bit of lockdown era AEW, and I was like, what the fuck? They, they're not, there's no, nobody's wearing masks. No. What? How did, AEW... how did not, how did everyone, how did, how did everyone in both WWE and AEW avoid just dying? Is my question.
0: Yeah, they AEW t- tested extensively. WWE did that eventually.
1: Yeah, huh. Shocker.
0: <clears throat> but yeah, so that's the kind of wrestling we're going to see today and that also plays into how this arc is going to work. Mm-hmm. So, basically what we're doing is the run up to Revolution 2021. That was their one of their big pay-per-view shows in March of 2021 and in uh January, they announced a tournament to determine who will be face the AEW Women's Champion at the pay-per-view. Mm. It'll be it'll be a big 16-woman tournament. And now is the time to talk about AEW and women. Based on how you just announced that, I'm already nervous.
1: It's mostly good. It's right. mostly it's, good. There are just well, there are just like some under okay.
0: I would call it more disappointing than good, but That's, it's not. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not offensively bad. Let's it's not. Of, it
1: like it's that. not. It's not divas era shit. Okay. Or it's right, not. Right. It's not. It's not. You know, poor Randy Savage's wife being treated like a sexy lamb. Right. For right. Seconds. Right.
0: Like it's basically, um, you know, David. We've gone through all these different eras of time in women's Mm. wrestling and WWE at this point. It's a lot like New Generation era, where the women technically exist, but they don't really get a lot of time on television. They're treated, they're treated respectfully. They're treated as serious competitors. They're just not on TV enough.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: We're in a we're in a very hard stance of one woman's match per show. They don't really get a lot of storylines, hardly any characterization outside of Dr. Britt Baker. It's <laughs> all oh, oh, it's it's a problem. And yeah, it's like, ugh, why are you like this? We're
1: getting we're we're getting a little better in recent times. It's a slow progression to to the to the improvement.
0: Very slow. So and that that comes up in this arc is cause I just said they announced the 16 woman tournament for a pay-per-view in about a month. Um, and they only do one woman's match a show. So, how we we doing the tournament? Oh, God. And yeah, the answer question. is, they use a lot of YouTube. Most of this tournament is on YouTube. That's what? kind of
2: sad and disappointing. And It is.
1: Yeah, wait, what the hell?
2: Wait, wait does that affect do... contracts at all? Like, if a contract specifies that they get paid based on a number of a- television appearances? Versus uh, I don't think that matters. I don't think I would. Okay, mattered.
0: thank God.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they go that ham like screwing their work.
0: Right. So you. let's, uh, I will go ahead. before I explain the full bracket. I'm going to say is basically what they did is to also take advantage of their uh, co-promoting with a with women's wrestling in Japan. Yeah. Um, half of the comp- the competitors are in Japan, and in fact, that's the half that we're going to be watching. On today. is
1: it is it NJPW women or is it other um? Is it okay, a t- that's
0: a, that's a good that's a good segue to talk about women's wrestling in Japan. Uh, so, uh, Joshi wrestling is the kind of cl- is kind of the Ooh. real term for it. Uh, Joshi is Japanese for woman. <laughs> so, ah. so it is Joshi Joshi Purisu is literally just women's wrestling in Japanese. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah. So in, a, in American wrestling, uh, women are basically just another smaller subset of la- primarily men's wrestling. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's a women's division within WWE and Aew. Yep. and it is there are women's only wrestling companies, but they're not very popular. Uh, in Japan, it's a lot different where most companies are either men's only or women's only. With where and having companies that cross that kind of have both, uh, are much more rare in comparison. And I tried to look into the history of why this is, and the best I could really come up with is basically like the first time that women's wrestling got big in Japan happened to be an all women's company when all when in the 1970s, all Japan wrestling. Which was an all women's company got a television deal in in uh, Japan and basically a bit of a cult had a bit of a cult following and so you know once it's like once it starts all women's wrestling it just kind of like the industry just kind of grew that way. Okay. Whereas women were all women's wrestling companies have never succeeded in America. They first got big as being as part of larger men's companies and that's why I figure that that's why that's the norm in America versus the norm in Japan.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and so I brought that up because David mentioned NJPW because it's the only Japanese wrestling company he knows of, New Japan Pro Wrestling. But that is an all men's company. Okay,
1: I will. I know. Okay, I know there's another company. Is that is that there? There's, there's
0: one loosely affiliated with NJPW called Stardom Women's World Wrestling. They're owned by the same parent company.
1: Isn't and there? So isn't there? Isn't they there have like one vague mixed,
0: crossovers sometimes? Isn't there
1: one like mixed gender company in Japan? Because I, uh, I think of like that one Super Patch Wolf video and he talks about the one the Japanese wrestler. Biggest, like- the
0: biggest one would be DDT. Uh, but I will the, they don't have mixed gender in the sense of like here is a men's division and here is a woman's division. It's more of everybody is in the same division and women are here too.
1: Okay. okay. That's
0: more common in Japan. If okay. if there is going to be men and women in the same company, they all just fight each other intergender oh. style. It's not really a, It's not really a – designated division for all the women to go fight in
1: but also also does there does AEW's relationship with japan at this point or with, with this with these companies does that have anything to do with the fact that like their founders came from njpw
0: yeah i i kenny omega is a big joshi wrestling guy okay. and he he's definitely the biggest to push for them to use these japanese women's wrestlers specifically he, he's yeah. a big in for them in that, in that regard.
1: Good shit. Good shit.
0: So I'm going to go over the bracket for the sake of posterity, but I'm only going to go deeper into the characters we're actually going to see today. Okay. And I'll explain the bracket for the immense side uh, for the American side. Excuse me. Uh, uh, next time we do this, okay. it's just me and David. So we have Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. Ooh. Uh, we're gonna by the way, we're gonna get spoiled on that one because of the way it aired. That match in particular happened before they did this YouTube thing. Okay. so they're gonna mention it. I'm gonna tell you, David, who you think wins is probably correct. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, don't worry, I I I really shocked in there.
0: Don't worry about it. Uh Serena Deeb versus Riho, uh Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose, uh, and Do- Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Maddie Rinkowski is oh. the American side of the bracket.
1: Well, I uh, know the outcomes of two of these matches already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Uh, <laughs> all right, the Japanese side. Basically, because there's a pandemic, they pre-tape these in like a warehouse owned by <laughs> one of the Japanese women's companies. That's, right. there's, so there's going to be no Beautiful. crowd or anything. Don't worry about it. It's all very safe here. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wearing mm-hmm. masks. Okay. So, we're going to get Yuka Sakazaki versus Mei Saruga. Yuka Sakazaki has appeared on AEW. Four of these women have appeared on AEW TV before this. And four, this is their debut. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki has been on AEW before. She is the magical girl, as she is named. uh, Because she dresses like an anime genie. That's the best way I can describe it.
1: Well, okay, fair enough. There she, are got certain...
0: Jeannie, she got she got genie pants and all there that are certain tropes
1: wearing. to be to be accommodated for um in I mean, in, I mean, a, I... in from any culture
0: would would that be
2: more comfy or less comfy like I feel I feel like
1: looser pants like that would be would be like you
2: know because it's like pajamas way. but with the physicality of stuff you do in wrestling would they get in the way because they're so loose eh, well because I because I, like I've never seen like, it be a problem for her so who knows? Good for her then. If but, she's confused.
1: well Yeah, no. Uh, it's shockingly few people in in pro wrestling take advantage of the no capes rule of being in physical <laughs> combat. Both on the side, because because a lot of times if someone's wearing something floppy, their opponent doesn't always try to take advantage of it. I've seen people mm-hmm. with looser fit gear and and stuff and. It doesn't really get taken advantage of all that often for some reason. So I wouldn't worry too much.
0: Yeah. And so Yuki Sagazaki, the magical girl, she's kind of an interesting case because in AEW, she's presented as a pure underdog baby face kind of a character. She's a pure okay. good guy. Uh, but in, in, uh, in, um uh, in Japan, in her regularly scheduled uh, company she works for, she's like a devious evil heel. Oh shit. That's kind of fascinating. I love that for her. Yeah. And she's, in range. and she's in a tag team that's called the magical sugar rabbits and I would love to see them wrestle
1: the ma- the magical sugar rabbits
0: yeah man okay joshi Pro wrestling goes real deep into being colorful and fun I'm just gonna say that like stylistically good good like color is definitely gonna be here okay and then May Saruga. uh she um she's ba- she's the Apple wizard or something to that effect i don't she just really likes apples but also she is like a wrestling savant i'll put it like that she's really good at the graps
1: oh oh man oh we got a technician on our hands
0: please yep uh next we have veiny versus Emmy sakura uh, so Vani, uh, they're interesting because normally in Japan they go by Asuka. They they change their name though because in America, in WWE, there's already a Japanese women's wrestler named Asuka. Oh,
1: wait, so, okay, different Asuka, damn it,
0: different Asuka. No, so they changed their name. Oh, Vaini, I got excited for a second, Venny, for the sake of uh to avoid confusion. Um and best I can understand is that their character is a mean girl esque. I had to listen I listen, some of these some of these women were very hard to find like a good explanation for what their character is about. Okay. So it's hard that was kind of hard to do. Also, uh, my use of, of, uh, they, them pronouns is important is significant because veiny is non-binary and self identifies as genderless and uses they, them pronouns, which is a first oh. for American wrestling TV to have a wrestler who identifies as such.
1: Yeah, that I was going to say, I don't, I, have I don't think we've gotten, and, uh, I I've been thinking about this recently. I think we've gotten like an NB wrestler on, I mean. We're just at the point of like having openly gay, like wrestlers on TV yeah. and trans wrestlers mm-hmm. on TV. So, like, I guess I'm not surprised, but damn.
0: Yeah. And then Emi Sakura, uh, she is a longtime wrestling veteran in Japan. She's wrestled for like 20 years. She has trained a ton of women's wrestlers, including many of the wrestlers in this tournament. <laughs> uh, as a character, she loves Queen. Uh, when she first appeared on AEW TV, she literally would do Freddie Mercury cosplay. Okay. She has since backed off on that and instead, how like royalty rega- royalty outfits instead. But the Lame. Freddie Mercury cosplay so was fun. I'm sorry. Yes, she is a okay, queen. Okay, but, but also
1: that I'm sad she backed off the because one of the most magical things ever is wrestlers doing cosplay. I love it so fucking much. Partially because it's just one step removed from seeing set the characters they're cosplaying as in a wrestling ring, but also just mm-hmm. because it's just it's so delightfully dorky, and it's such a great for 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 this sport that you think is supposed to be so like manly and macho and taking sit. They're just it's so goofy, and I love it. Oh, yep. God, it's like New Day with their Power Ranger shit. It's great.
0: Yeah. Then we have Aja Kong versus Rin Kadakura. Uh, Aja Kong is, an, is a women's wrestling legend, considered one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. She's big. She's mean. She done, she'll kick your ass. That's about all okay. you need to know about Aja Kong. And then Rin Katakura, I couldn't find a whole lot about her, gonna be honest. Uh, from what I remember of her, she's a bit of a powerhouse Hoss herself. So it's gonna be some real big, strong girls going at it with that Aja Kong versus Rin match. But other than that, I'm afraid I couldn't find a lot about Katakura. Yeah. And here we are what i've been waiting for maki ito versus ryu uh mizunami uh ryu mizunami is has been on aew before she's basically a party animal like she's pretty great but now maki ito the one she is why i did this arc and she is why i brought elizabeth here okay for maki ito so Maki Ito. Uh, She was a former pop idol in Japan. Uh, If you don't know what that is, think pop stars in America, but even more toxic. There you go.
1: Oh, oh yeah. No, there's an entire, like, anime movie about the toxicity around that culture. It's fucking great. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, she flamed out of that culture because she was considered too untalented and ugly. Boo! Yeah, but now she is now a wrestler who keeps the pop idol shtick. oh my god she has she her entrance is she has a routine her pop dance routine and she sings her entrance song and then in the ring she is the cutest in the world she wants everyone to cheer her even though she's kind of devious and evil and a little shit bag so she's great
1: so what i'm hearing is that maki ito needs to do a joint entrance with the acclaimed
0: Oh, that would be something to see. Or anymore. Elizabeth,
1: for your reference, the Acclaimed is a tag team who fucking, like, freestyle raps all of their intros.
0: Wait, <laughs> but that just sounds like a
2: gimmick. This sounds like a lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. I I, and, would call, I, would, I would call Max Caster's way of doing it a lifestyle, too. Dude leans hard <laughs> into it. He does.
2: It. <laughs> and... I, I just want to see her entrance now. Yeah. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. else matters now. Yeah.
0: And Maki became a meme in the American Western world because she uses Twitter to curse a lot in English. Uh, in English, she goes in here in America, she goes, she's one of her nicknames is Queen of the Simps because she calls all of her fans her simps. Wait, I've heard of this girl. Wait, you I bet you have because I definitely talked about her at least once. She tweets stupid, funny shit all the time, like, just learned a new word, motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) this This feels like the... Foreign person equivalent of that time fucking Google launched an AI chatbot and it just learned a bunch of really awful like shit really quickly. (laughs) This is the this is this is that, but in but in like Mm -hmm. person form.
0: Yep, she is uh Maki Ito tweets are fantastic. I thought about pulling up some of them, but I decided not to.
1: (laughs) Okay, but let's be real. No, I'm gonna say
0: my favorite one that I found when I was looking them up was on her 25th birthday. She tweeted, it is my 25th birthday. Send me your credit card information. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: Austin, I gotta say, I... I, I will always think that Rey Mysterio's just got WWE 2K whatever. Can't time wait to go, go home and, and beat, beat my, my kids. Was the was I still think that's the best wrestling tweet of all time? But but Baki Ito sounds like she runs a close second constantly.
0: She's 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 a good one to, like, to, to follow. It's great. Oh my god. Yes. I'm I love Maki Ito and I wanted you all to also love Maki Ito and that is why I'm I had I'm so glad today. you pulled me in for this.
1: I already mm-hmm. yeah, this is like this is a good call. This seems right up Elizabeth's alley.
2: Yep. Listen, I gotta say,
1: I I, I will always think that Rey Mysterio's just got WWE 2K whatever. Can't time wait to, to go, go home and beat, beat my, my kids. Was the was I still think that's the best wrestling tweet of all time? But but Baki Ito sounds like she runs a close second constantly. She's
0: she's she's a good one to, like, to, to follow. It's great. Oh my god. Yes. I'm I love Maki Ito and I wanted you all to also love Maki Ito and that is why I'm I have so here glad today. you pulled me in for this.
1: I already yeah, this is like this is a good call. This seems right up Elizabeth's alley.
0: Yep. And so if you would like to follow along with our arc today. getting yelled at for noise. now
1: now now austin now austin understands my pain from when i was living at home
0: yeah it sucks anyway yeah. If you would like to watch along with us uh you can do so <clears throat> uh most of this is going to be on youtube what we're going to watch today is on youtube you just kind of search AEW women's eliminator tournament on youtube it's the first show pretty simple to find yeah uh, this, this
1: arc this arc joins uh, lucha underground in the prestigious ranks of shit on our show you can actually watch for free
0: yep uh, a lot of the a lot of uh, several of the matches on the women's side uh, from the american side will be on dynamite which you can only really get watch replays of on fight tv if you have a vpn but that is for another time really <clears throat> but yeah if you'd like to watch along with the uh, later, the episode you're gonna do that on youtube tonight and so Uh, We'll be back uh, to talk to you more about the AEW Women's Championship Eliminator Tournament.
2: Let's fucking go.
0: And we are back. We have just finished watching uh, the first round of the Japanese half of the first round of the women's, AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament.
1: Hell yeah. It was so good. This is going to be a good one. I can feel it. Disappointed at the lack of promoing. Because I feel like we could have got some interesting spots out of this, but it was it was fun just for the pure the pure fighting of it all.
0: Yeah. Uh David, I'm gonna go ahead and uh disappoint you ahead of time. There will be basically no promos from any of the women in this tournament. Yes, this is part of the problem that I mentioned in the front half. Oh my god. But- okay. At least at least they give okay.
1: But this is also where I'm saying they're improving, because now we do get promos. We, we do. do. We, we get do.
0: we get promos all the time for the women. Yeah, well, who finally so we're finally getting
1: women's promos now. So, so it's getting better.
2: So yeah. it's getting better than it was a few months ago. Yes. Well, when you put it like
1: that. But, like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, they listen to criticism.
2: I'll See, if it's it. gotten that much better in a short amount of time, that says to me that it could have been better the entire time.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, well, well, you're right. It could no have. one ever
1: said Tony Khan was perfect.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: I I mean I I mean I I love his product, but at the end of the day, dude's still like a millionaire investor, dude. Millionaire, you far, mean? Gonna be far from the most perfect dude in the universe.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but, even rich kids. Hmm.
1: hmm. True. True. Very true.
0: Yeah. So, like, do we want to go in order, or do we want to just start with the match I brought you here for?
1: I mean, I'm good with going in order, but I'll leave it up to our our esteemed guest. Ah.
2: Uh-huh. I kind of want to go in order. I also want to kind of go in order of like
0: least favorite to most favorite, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, all I mean, right. that what's would the, be new for us. I mean, it's a tournament bracket. It doesn't really matter what order we go in.
1: Yeah, what's what's your ranking here, Elizabeth? I got I got to know kind of what your thoughts on because because this is your first time being here for like pure wrestling, real real wrestling, We're real not wrestling. listening
2: to Hulk Hogan's album or watching a wedding.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that kind of struck me. Of like, we we brought you in for like real wrestling this time. This is your first like brush with it as like an act, treated as like an actual art form rather than just blah. So I, I, I gotta you know, I gotta know your like initial thoughts uh, hmm. on all of this.
2: Honestly, it felt really good. Um, hmm. Truthfully, there was a lot of skill demonstrated here, which I greatly appreciated. Um, hmm. I normal, I didn't expect to like the announcing that much. Um, and there were a few <laughs> moments that got a little bit repetitive, like the fact that they would always break with their legs on three, not on two yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, um, no. But, you know, it was really genuinely good. And there was a lot going on and a lot of good things to be said. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. That no, means I... that the last one was my least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll let you
1: guys go on on this. But I have, but I have no. a different ranking on this because I, I actually quite enjoyed the last match. But please, I
0: thought it was fine.
2: But go ahead. It, was, it was good. There was a genuine impressive amount of skill. Rin Katakura clearly has a lot of skill as a wrestler. Like mm-hmm. when she was allowed to land a hit, it was mm-hmm. good. But the thing was, Aja Kong is such a legend that it felt almost like they weren't going to let Katakura land anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she the thing was she landed. She landed a decent amount just Kong won't sell for you half the time because
2: she is
0: yeah, she a big, big that's very That's very Aja Kong. is like, I'll sell when I feel like it. For anybody yeah. who
2: hasn't watched Encanto is very big right now. I'm on Encanto mm-hmm. Talk, and I'm not on Orem is Hot, actually, TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot to be said for a big, strong woman who can take a lot of hits, mm-hmm. and that is obviously very appealing to a lot of people, including David.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> hey! You, you're the one to make a fucking step on me comment in this in this walkthrough, okay? Don't do, Because don't she literally
2: stepped on her a few times. How am I not she supposed did. to make the comment? Hey, no, no, no! You
1: made that comment before she did any stepping. Don't fucking try to deflect this on me. This whole our our tiny audience base already knows that I'm majorly in the tank for Nyla Rose. That you,
0: you you it it, 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 was it also it, a it big sure strong woman by the way for this space. one too.
1: Okay.
2: Are you drinking a uh, cider boys?
1: Yes, yeah, this is Angry Orchard.
2: Oh, that's an Angry Neat. Orchard. Okay, different brand, but good stuff Neat-o. still. Okay, so it. that oh, was my number four. Number three was the first one, Mei Sugura and y- Yuka Sakazaki. Um, yeah, they were both very, very good. They were both very, very talented. It just felt very basic, and there were moments that I felt it kind of dragged a little bit. I wasn't entertained mm-hmm. the entire time, but I think part of that sure. could have also been I got more into it as time went on. Mm-hmm. Um Second place would be Venny versus Emmy Sakura. Venny's entrance alone—this oh, is well. top two. They come in looking fabulous, wearing a kimono, but that belonged to a dear friend of theirs who passed away. A lot of significance behind that. And yeah. Emmy Sakura was just a masterclass. Like um, David, you asked me at one point if she gave Disney villain vibes. And I've reached the realization she gives Descendants Child of Hades vibes because of the Toga-ish look of her Mm -hmm. costume. But very much that, like, this is highly stylized and there's a lot more sparkles than you would get in an actual Disney movie or anything like that, but that attitude of, like, yes, play a terrible dubstep musical number that has some dancing in it for some reason while I walk and look fabulous down (laughs) this dirty
0: street set.
2: Yeah. Austin, and also, you appreciate
0: you appreciate the Descendants movies. I've, you seen the first two, I've seen the first two Descendants movies. I do appreciate what you're saying.
2: In third one, we do learn that there's an actual child of Hades, and that's a whole other character. And it's here. our main character. Yeah. Incredible. But, number one, it has to be Maki Ito and Ryo Mizunami. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the entrances alone, incredible. The fact that um, Maki Ito is like a joke character. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Really,
1: heard. really, you don't say
2: I don't think Damn. our audience knows I have that no though, fucking so.
1: clue. Please,
2: as
0: I said, please as I sit here
2: on this in a, a um, role merch hoodie dress.
0: Yeah, um, if y'all are watching on the video version, you know, here's Elizabeth and her. her this is the Next really hoodie, hoodie dress.
2: It. Ten out of ten mm. would recommend it, it is very comfy. But this felt very a joke character. And a min-maxed character walk into a tavern and are forced to adventure together. Because there were definitely some comedic moments. There were some moments where I was just like, this is a meme. This is some inside joke in the wrestling world that I (laughs) don't get. But I'm sure that people who regularly watch this do get. And I appreciate that a lot. But then it reached the point where it's like, I'm min maxed and I'm done with your bullshit. And she just put the hurt on Maki Ito, and it was mm-hmm. glorious to watch. Because truly, as much as I was rooting for Maki Ito, I wanted to see her fail because that, oh. in and of itself, is spectacular. I want to see the little Veruca Salt nonsense what's coming to her. Oh, so true. My, so that is my ranking.
0: Yeah. Um. I understand. Uh, I to, before I we were saying else. I'd like to say I understand. You're, you're wanting to see Maki Ito fail thing. And in fact, it's a big portion of her character. to fail and fail and fail and fail. But much like every single ship I have, I always keep hoping that I'm going to get what I want. I never do, but I hope I get it. And, and in this case, I hope Maki Ito gets the win.
1: May I just say, you know, it's an Elizabeth guest star episode when just everyone starts shoehorning in their fucking special interest to the back half conversation.
2: Okay, that, sorry, that, that's but how you, kind of you know. ship Stuff and it doesn't get to work out. Like, Xandria Unlimited was only eight episodes, but I wanted to see Dariax and Dorian get together. And I have Dorian now. Spoilers for campaign three. I have Dorian now, but Dariax is gone. <laughs> <sighs>
1: hey, Elizabeth. What was what was the other special interest comparison you made while we were watching? Please share it with our dear viewers because it was the dumbest, hilarious, funniest <laughs> bit I've ever heard.
2: Um my fellow VeggieTales kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Some of you might remember a little film entitled The Sumo of the Opera.
1: Which, which in and of itself is a perfect thing for you to bring up too, because you're also huge. I have a huge fan of the opera. opera. opera we're aware. Why from. every? It's just all Elizabeth's converging, just all her like random things that she loves into this just fucking shoving it into this discourse.
2: I love it. So, um, Sumo of the Opera tells the story of. um, I don't. Eat- it's like the the italian scallion is larry the cucumber's wrestling name and he is a sumo wrestler and he's going up against the champ but he's been like a jokey guy who kind of like gives entertainment and stuff and then he tries to become a serious wrestler and there's musical interludes that are very mikado-esque for any of you who know that but on top of all of that it is rocky complete with a training montage of, like, mopping floors and chopping sushi and doing other stuff to make him a better wrestler. So it is Rocky meets the Mikado with a title that would probably piss off Lord Andy if he knew about it.
1: I'm kind of surprised that litigious motherfucker doesn't know about
0: it.
2: The thing is, though, he based it off of a novel that's somehow older than him, so...
0: What can he really do? That's fair, yeah, that's fair.
2: LaRue's novel is public domain. There isn't anything he can do.
1: Ha! Get fucked, nerd.
2: No, but Sumo of the Opera is an imperfect film. But as I'm really? Here, <laughs> and A VeggieTales
0: movie being an imperfect film.
2: In terms of Veggie Tales, it's not up there. But as somebody who... We are recording this a few days after Christmas... As somebody who has been listening to the eight Polish foods of Christmas on an almost non-stop loop for the past couple of weeks, I'm feeling nostalgic, and that's why it came to mind.
1: You know, I forgot that the term eight Polish foods of Christmas is a phrase I hear sometimes exclusively because I know you. Yeah. And I'm not no, sure I'm some- you.
2: Eight poppy seed cakes, seven simmered prunes, six greyus cheekies, five smoked kielbasas, four baked paprikas, three simmered guunkies two steamed pierogies, and a boiled potato topped with dill weed. Any questions?
1: Uh, how does how does this relate to
0: wrestling again? I feel it. Like we uh, may, Did we lose the plot here?
1: When do we, we not, not lose the, the Hallmark
0: plot? Last time I was here, this,
1: this entire podcast is one giant plot loss.
2: Anyway, the reason I was thinking of sumo of the opera was because there is an inherent theatricality to theater, and that was very apparent here with this pro wrestling too. Do you mean?
1: Do you mean? Do you mean an, an inherent theatricality to wrestling?
2: I don't know. It's fine. we are hard. <laughs> There's an inherent theatricality here, and you can especially see it with like their entrances. Maki Ito is probably the best example of this, because she came out and sang
0: an entire song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: on, it's on Spotify, guys. Brooklyn But you the also get moments like, a,
2: like Aja Kong covered her face and then took off her hood that she was wearing, and there's the face paint. She's looking badass as hell. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is in like costumes with fringe, and their epic music is playing as they're coming in, and it was just Awesome, but then also everyone's reactions to getting hurt, yeah, were so much more. Even from American wrestling that I've seen, it was so much mm. more. It oh, was absolutely, it yeah. was big faces, big eyes. I keep coming back to Maki Ito because I, I just loved her so much. But, She's um,
0: Ma- I felt Maki and she Yuka screamed for like 20
2: seconds straight at one point, it was beautiful. It was breathtaking. It was Veruca Salt meltdown.
1: Yeah. Th- like I said, the brat energy is strong. This this girl is 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 just here to piss people off and absolutely thrive while doing so. Um,
2: Which made it even better that Ryo Mizunami then like kind of played along with it and was like, Oh, ha ha, aren't you cute? Before going to s- shut up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we got, we found, we found our brat tamer, folks. No, well, I love, I love the fact that, that, that Rio that, that, that Ryu Mizunami and Maki Ito is just these two very boisterous personalities, but in complete opposite ends of the spectrum, whereas Maki's completely bought into, like, the kawaii of it all, fucking Ryo's, like, like, just party animal, one of the, like, one of the bros at, at a frat party sort of vibes. Just, I could see her doing fucking keg stands and, and absolutely thriving. This is two ends of the spectrum that are so fun to see, like, smushed together.
2: Mm-hmm. One is the beginning of Don't Lose Your Head from Six, and the other is the end of Don't Lose Your Head from Six. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You no, know, because we start with like cutesy l l l l before we get into Avril Lavigne very like scream shouty. Sorry, not sorry about what I said.
1: <laughs> Don't lose your head. Except, except we're doing the throat cutty thing, so maybe we do want everybody. Every
0: so, Vaney did a lot of throat cutty stuff. Yeah. I, oh, Vainy I have a note was about spectacular. that. Spectacular.
1: I, I I I literally I literally put in all caps in my notes. Vaney did the throat slit thing. I love the throat slit thing. That's something that kind of got, we got introduced to with fucking what? King Cuerno on, on the yeah, ground.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And now, and now like we see now now in like what I regularly watch in AW, you see fucking Sammy Guevara do it all the time. We mm-hmm. see, we see a bunch of people. It, so, I well, love yes,
2: From a wrestling standpoint, I really think Venny and Emi Sakura was the best match. Like e- easy. I would yeah. agree with that. Yes.
1: Easy. I have to say personally, um, Yuka versus May was actually my lowest one. I felt it was really sluggish. Uh, there were definitely some botch spots on both of their parts. I, I feel like some things that were missed or didn't hit as hard as they mm. were meant to. It felt it felt slow, it felt sluggish, it felt sloppy. Uh, there, I ser- there were certainly things I enjoyed about it, and it was fun as my fir- first ever serious viewing of Japanese wrestling. But it, it definitely felt the weakest link for me whereas I I understand why Elizabeth you had uh Aja Aja Kong and uh and Rin Katakora at the bottom but there's something about it that it the it was a bit faster paced the work rate was a bit better and you could feel a little bit more stronger performances come through from the two of them uh in in my opinion at least
2: if I'm being honest, the only thing that put um, the first fight in third place for me is was the magical girl splash, and the fact that it was um, called the magical yes.
0: girl splash. Yes, it's, uh, Yuka Sakazaki's 450 splash from the middle rope, and not on the, the top rope. She just jumps do, up you, and just does it.
1: You do never forget your first ever 450 splash. I can understand that. The magical yeah. girl splash was a great spot. I love, I love 450 splash mm-hmm. spots, dude. They make me so happy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh I you know, I I guess um from um I guess uh you know top four. I guess number one would also probably be um the uh what was thinking to say? The top one I would think would be Venny and Emmy. I'd also put that number one just cause uh that was the best uh technical match and man, they they both of them killed it. There
2: was but, so much drama to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like back oh and my forth. god,
1: yeah. <clears throat> it was, it was. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, um, Rio versus Miko was the strongest character showing in terms of bombast and in terms of memorability. But there was this consistency to Emmy versus Benny. That just made it such a, such a gripping showing. This was this mm-hmm. was probably the most gripping match of the of the of the entire run for me, simply because they seemed so evenly matched and so fit for each other in ring. Their chemistry was phenomenal. Emmy's taunting of Benny was phenomenal. And Benny just had this determined look on their face the whole time of just not wanting to be put down. And every time they got a chance to get the upper hand, you could just see the fucking like kill lasers in their eyes
2: mm-hmm. set,
1: set set lock on. I I loved I loved how brutal that match felt.
2: It felt like a smart match too because there wasn't like them doing the same thing over and over again. If it wasn't working, they repeated mm-hmm. stuff because it worked, and then they would change tactics. So it wasn't you were watching the same thing happen over and over again. It kept shifting and moving. And it was just, Mm -hmm. it was interesting. You never got bored watching it. It wasn't, oh my God, they're running around the ring again. I swear to God. It was. Yeah. One, two, oh, so close. Yes. Yes. We finally
1: got Elizabeth fully in on it. Yes. Yeah. No. Now she understands. I'm I'm so
0: fucking happy. happy
1: you don't yeah seriously you don't understand how happy that makes me to just fucking to 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 hear you understand that feeling of being the
0: one two no god damn it son of a bitch david David was david was getting real into it here too he was he was he was real hoping for Venny to get the dove oh i i i was i was i was
1: fucking i don't know there was there was just something about uh something about Venny. i think i think it's just like they're they're like determined badass goth aesthetic I, mm-hmm. I i i love i love how straightforward kill Venny felt <laughs> it's it's the fucking it's the fucking steve harvey clip of just him screaming
0: kill. yeah and and, you, and, and then on the other side of, of that you have emmy sakura who's just all pop and circumstance mm.
2: but she oh, has the, the talent to back it up she because like, she showed up yeah
0: always
1: That's earned yeah oh, oh. oh and the taunt spots we got from emmy oh oh,
0: oh man the, the, she actually does the we will rock you chant still like she sticks through that <laughs> yeah baby that's got one the
2: of the things it's so lame that it circles back to being cool again you know mm-hmm. like
1: yeah yeah no i i'm right there with you no.
0: And shout and shouts out to the trainees who were attending at ringside who also did the chant for her. Yeah. We I
1: I just got to get uh, we we got to Elizabeth. I got to I got to get you to watch at some point just Vanilla AEW on one of the epi- on an episode where we have a match with a theme mm-hmm. song that the crowd sing along sings along to cuz there's it's so magical to hear to hear someone's theme drop. And hear the whole fucking crowd singing along with it. We we got we we got we yeah. got fucking Judas, we got jungle or Tarzan boy. We there's it's so good. And you got to experience a little modicum of that with this, and it's oh mwah, it's I know that different. this is
2: probably a no Judas's theme song isn't Judas by Lady Gaga. Is it no 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 no, no 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 it's Kong. Chris Jericho,
1: yeah. it's Chris Jericho who enters mm-hmm. to Judas, who's the lead singer of Fozzie, and he enters to Judas by Fozzie. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a very, it's a very good it's song.
0: It's fine. It's
2: fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. Is it this our is, queen, Lady Gaga? No, but, so it's fine.
1: This is. Yeah. It's it, Austin and I have discourse about this constantly. It's the one good Fuzzy song.
0: Yes. Uh, shouts out. I, I, I've,
1: I've been meaning to check out the whole Judas album just because I'm morbidly curious.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, half my notes for Venny and Emmy soccer was just. Venny does a move that's really cool. (laughs) No, Venny
2: did a lot of unusual stuff, but it all looked mm -hmm. super impressive.
0: It all started when, like, Emmy, when Emmy did, like, try to, like, forearm her, and then she, like, Matrix dodged it, and then kind of, like, cartwheeled. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. It was beautiful.
1: Although, although, I will say, I gave, I gave shit to the Yuka versus May match. I really have to hand it to yuka for if we're talking about unusual moves having a really interesting move set that i that I really got into i love I love the fucking spider crawl thing that yuka's doing all the time i love mm. I love how she's like bends herself around to to hit spots i love I love to the like, like you talked in the front half about how she's usually she's usually heal but she's playing this like underdog face for this tournament. But, God, those heel, those, those heel vibes shone through a lot. You can, like,
0: see, you can, like, see how she plays this as, like, an evil little shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She got, like, mm-hmm. she got
1: the, she got that, like, malicious hee-, 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 hee look in her eyes a lot of the time when she fucking <laughs> bends backwards. It's giving me, like, like, ring vibes almost. Yeah. <laughs> ring girl vibes.
0: Ring, That's- ring, ringu vibes. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I, look, I, I, I...
0: Her I swear to god, Mara. I'm not just saying oh, right? this because the they're both. What? the Americ
1: is,
0: isn't that I forget what? if that's just the American name or not. I think I think know? in the
1: uh, I can't remember. I uh, I haven't
0: watched Linkara's video on that at least. I haven't watched starring. it since
1: October. That was that was spooky season viewing, okay?
2: No, I'm only thinking of that because of a college humor video that I watched in high school that was like a daycare for kids from horror movies. I've seen that
1: video. And I specifically remember the Ring Girl spot from that.
2: Yeah, because she was in the TV. No, you, it's not time for the TV right now. Yes, I remember. Mm. What the fuck?
1: I remember that. That's so wild.
2: Come play with us, Danny. I f- yep.
0: I feel like I feel like the Ring would be significantly different if it was Yuka Sakazaki coming out of the. TV. Uh, <laughs> okay. Dressed
2: okay. Exactly I don't know if it would players. be more or less scary. <laughs> so here. So
1: so. So, I already said I need a Perfect Blue remake starring Maki Ito. That means I also need a Ring a ring remake starring Yuka Sakazaki. Now, I just gotta find movies from the other two matches that I want remakes of starring one of their competitors.
2: Aja Kong's uh-huh. just a from Encanto. Step on me. Here we go.
1: Okay, yeah, fine. Spanish, Spanish version of... or uh, Japanese version of Encanto starring starring i just want to see her
2: carry like six donkeys and sing about being strong
1: (laughs) strong uh strong and stressed out yeah why am i making
0: i gotta think we we redo the freddie mercury bio biopic with emmy sakura yes as freddie mercury the entire time with no comment made wait wait shit i forgot to make this an official
1: help david develop a completely unrelated idea segment god yeah, damn it unfortunately also i need to come up with a pithier idea for this segment now that it's official
0: no i don't know i like it exactly as is
1: no because i don't i don't even remember exactly the verbiage i use from from addition to edition. i need a, that I need makes
0: a... it even better
1: no never say makes... it
0: the same way
1: i need it to feel official yeah elizabeth la- the, the christmas episode i finally made official the the the, the the segment when I go off the rails describing a random idea I have ADHD brain based off of something in the episode. So oh, in this you case-
2: mean that time that we all had a drunk PowerPoint night improving musicals and your cats one turned into just let me direct merrily we go along, guys? <laughs>
1: You, you can't deny that it was a solid punchline. First of all, I had you guys rolling for the first, like, five minutes of that presentation, and then I had you rolling again at the end when I was like, I swear to God, I could just do Merrily We Roll Along and it worked so well. Oh, God, we're back to obviously in our audience. Well, I guess. Well, you, you also, you're also thinking of the time we spent half the Hulk Hogan, uh, ru- uh, the, the Hulk rules episode, just developing a musical episode of Raw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the Christmas episode, we cast the entirety of, of A Christmas Carol. Of A Christmas Carol,
1: yeah. WWE edition.
0: Yeah. He's
1: McMahon or Scrooge.
0: Of course he is.
2: yeah yeah. who else would it be except the thing is vince mcmahon seems completely incapable of learning a lesson you would think (laughs) well well, that that would be a fun that'd be a
0: fun twist to the ending of the story wouldn't it
2: (laughs) we need to do something different with a christmas carol we can't just do the same thing over and over again especially since michael cain has set an impossible precedent wait wait so
1: that means wait does that mean does that mean vince mcmahon is actually jacob marley
0: no, we still have him be Ebenezer, and at the end, he still he's still He's still a jerk. It. He meets
2: the three ghosts. He gets beat up by those three ghosts, and at the end, so he gets the, the Bla- it's, like-
1: it's the Blackadder special, but he's just an asshole the whole time.
2: Speaking of Blackadder, why didn't you tell me that Colin Firth was Shakespeare and he got punched in the face?
1: Wait, Colin Firth was Shakespeare? Wait, are you talking about the New Year's special? Yeah. I've seen he- the New Year's special. That was Colin Firth?
2: When he punches Shakespeare and says that's for every schoolboy and schoolgirl who had to read your stuff and that's for me through four hour Ken Branagh. Wait, that was Colin Fur Colin didn't Firth. Realize, I didn't even realize that was Colin. I've seen
0: that
1: special.
2: That was <laughs> Co- what the fuck? No, our professor Mets when I did a man who came to dinner. He told me about it and showed me the video when we were backstage one night.
1: Have you seen have you seen the whole special or just that just that bit?
2: Just that bit.
1: I highly recommend checking out the whole special, but yes. Uh, I don't know okay.
2: how to top um Colin Firth as William Shakespeare asking who Ken Branagh is.
1: I that is one of the best parts of the special, but we do get we do get some pretty great some pretty great moments. Uh Hugh Laurie has some fucking great spots in in that special, I have to say.
2: He always has great spots. If-
1: well, yeah, but like Hugh Laurie on Blackadder is an unappreciated gem. Anyway,
2: god damn it, where I We if, if we
0: may, if we may, may not, British
2: pro wrestling?
0: Yeah, it's not as it's not as big as American, Mexican or Japanese, but there is a British wrestling scene. I know
2: what I'm coming back for next time, guys.
0: Oh, boy. Wait,
1: does Regal does Regal ever pop up in British wrestling?
0: Yeah, dude, dude was a big British wrestling star before he moved into the American scene.
1: Oh, shit. Well, that would explain why he moved to the American scene.
0: Yeah, the British scene, the British scene basically died out in the 80s. And it's now it still exists, but it's not as nearly as popular or important as it once was.
2: That's but That means that before it died out, it gave us 80s cheese. So, yes, this is what I'll come back
0: for next time. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Oh,
1: God. Oh, no. I feel like we've just been signed up for something very awful. Okay.
0: like To get back on track, I'm just yeah, going to go ahead. And I'm just going to go ahead. I feel like we've touched on our, our, our some stuff on a little bit of everything. So I'm just, just going to go ahead and go in order from there.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, with Mei Saruga and Yuka Sakazaki, I kind of agree. It was a little stilted. And, but, like, I love both of them. I love both of them. And they're, and there is so they're entertaining. they fun. They were definitely they're fun. Very they were very really yeah, talented. Also,
1: May has fucking fairy wings
0: she does she came out everybody came out swinging costume wise immediately she brings out her wings Japanese
1: wrestlers in general they go fucking Mm -hmm. hard on their costumes
0: dude. I've also now decided that we're now going to call this segment how many of these how many of these women are younger than me and I don't like it oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) because because, listen Pat at, at at the ripe old age of 26 you know it's sad to think of how talented these talented people in their early 20s and be like well oh. uh, you mean okay. me
1: seeing the Hades town tour
0: uh, Yuka Sagazaki. uh let's see she is day she her birthday is unknown. Awesome. That's one oh. I don't have to count. Hey. May Saruga is 22, born Fuck. 1999.
2: She's older than my brother at least. She's older than my brother at least.
0: <laughs> Look. And she's also super talented. She only started wrestling in 2018. Oh my god. Oh, that's fast. Good for her. Well, I mean, yeah. good for her good for yes look i
1: already have sasha banks to fucking depress me why do i have
0: yeah okay my notes for sagasaki and and uh saruga may with the wings a nice respectful handshake to start yes uh may's roll around pin where she had the body scissors around yuka and then rolled her around in a circle and then pinned her that was great and she also did the thing that during the pin that was fantastic that, that,
1: that's the thing is like it's like this this match was like sluggish but like mm-hmm. there were so many like fun little unique spots that it's still like i still enjoyed it overall
0: yeah so much styling on each other they all did like so yes. like they both did a lot of taunty stuff in the middle of moves and even if it was a little stilted that was a lot of fun to do oh so, yeah yep and then of course yuka ended up i put yuka's face when may was setting up the underhook submission move she's got this look on her face like ah no like she knows it's coming it okay.
1: okay the 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 sounds that that yuka and may made during this specific match it felt like an anime fight the way i feel like that's appropriate
0: out, looking at both of them well
1: yeah but it like also sound wise they sounded like anime heroines getting beat up i was like what the fuck i i it's it was it was so wild. Also, this was something that like once I realized the the May and Yuka match was kind of sluggish, I thought was unique to it. But this turned out to be a thing throughout the entire throughout all of the matches. Why do rat? Why do Japanese refs linger on the three? Because there's uh, always a delay. I noticed
0: that's that's just the way I, they do it. I've seen like it's not the same kind of like clean one to kick like they're leaving plenty of time for that kick out on that yeah. lingering three i have absolutely no idea why they do that but i've, I've seen that plenty of times before
1: yeah i was wondering about that because and the, just kind I of
0: was... get over it i and then... i always
1: wonder if it's meant to be like give them that like final chance or something yeah even in kayfabe of just like sure, sure.
0: uh mesaruga's bridges were perfect and, oh uh, my and i commented God, yeah. on that yes and then yes the magical girl splash yuka sakazaki with the w uh fun facts for anyone to note here is basically the winner of these four matches were the four women who have been on aew tv before yeah i, know hey.
2: that. I didn't want to say anything but yeah,
0: yeah kind of took the boring route on that one now didn't we
1: yeah well i i i also i asked you about this and you answered me and i thought it was hilarious Shout out to Excalibur being left alone on commentary because he's the fucking only one who knows about these. Yeah,
0: the only other, all the other AEW commentators have definitely no idea about any of this, and so <laughs> they don't have to do this work. Anyway, back to the my game of seeing out how old these very talented women are that I am jealous of. Wait, uh, also maybe- before, wait
1: before before we move on, I also need to shout out Yuka for having a better and more convincing STF than John fucking Cena.
0: Ah, uh, that's true, she did. Uh oh, Vaney, they dear. are tw- Vaina, Vainy. Uh, they are 23. Oh god. Uh, born, born
1: when. Born oh, when god.
0: October 1998. Son of a bitch. Now, thankfully, I'm definitely not as old as Emmy Soccer. Emmy Soccer has been wrestling for 25 years. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Emmy Soccer deserves all of the credit and everything that is given to her. True. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, there. I think we've already said pretty much anything worth saying about Vaney and Emmy soccer. Very hard-hitting affair, you know. Veiny, they talk about how she was trained in uh, lucha legendary. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah v- that yeah, came v- across Vainey's now, didn't it? Under a lucha door. Yeah, uh, I- Iota Hayaka Hi- Hamada. Yeah, I thing I, I didn't. I didn't really write that name down. I should. Yes, but yes, you can tell it in their style, like so much lucha. Also, flips. yeah, yeah,
1: high flying for high fucking flying. days,
0: and they're like so tall. I don't know how tall they are. They feel like 5'10", 5'11", Just to make some quick estimates.
1: Yeah, Jesus.
0: Either way, too tall to be doing them flips, and yet they're doing them anyway. Yeah, what much the respect. shit?
1: Yeah, and shout out to 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 Venny doing the throat slitting thing. Um, <sighs> it was that. Yeah, it was just such an incredible match. Yeah. I loved it so much.
0: Uh, i i took note of the when they when they did the spot where they're like trying to hit each other and eventually emmy soccer just straight headbutts veiny in the chest (laughs) i was like dang okay no of that yeah Uh, oh my
1: god also also emmy ends up getting the dub and mm -hmm. hell uh, damn it i was really i was really pulling for venny but i love i fucking love that the music that started playing once Emmy got the dub sounded like a goddamn cheap carnival.
0: Yeah, I noted that Emmy's music has three different intros because it has like this folksy start and then it has the dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, we will rock you and then it goes into a rock track.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but like, but like it felt so fucking goofy. Just imagine like having like having this dramatic moment, this big, this big brutal win and then the music goes <laughs> like I was like, wait, what the fuck? It t- it turned this great triumphant moment so fucking goofy. I was like, why are we doing this?
0: Yeah, it was it was
1: weird, dude. Embrace
0: but, the and goofy, yeah, yeah. And but that's like, just a little
1: movie that I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> and then afterwards, and then afterwards, Venny slapped Emmy in the face. Yeah, I, like, I <laughs> hope that hope that comes back. Later. We went
1: we went for the broken friendship spot, which is always a great spot to go for. Sure, but uh, yeah, I did, I did love, I did love the, no, fuck your hands.
0: No, yeah, fuck you. Okay, Maki Ito and Ryu Mizunami. All right, Maki Ito is 26. I'm actually older than her by about six months.
1: Yeah, baby.
0: And then obviously Ryu Mizunami was mentioned as being like a 16 year wrestling veteran. She's obviously been, been a been a big veteran of the game.
1: I didn't real. I didn't realize she was like battled. I, I missed yeah. her for sixteen years. God
0: My first note was just Brooklyn the whole, <laughs> because holy Moses. Uh, Maki Ito's entrance, obviously uh, top notch highlight of the whole show. What what, incredible.
1: It's so goddamn extra.
0: Yep,
2: and that's societal. why it needs to be that way. If it was anything less, it would have been disappointing.
1: But yeah, also, yeah. the fact she gets an entire fucking song segment mm-hmm. is
0: hysterical.
1: Yeah. She gets Nobody the whole, she gets
0: the chorus, she gets a chorus and a verse.
1: Nobody gets entrances that long.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, um, and then we had so many Maki bits that, in fact, I basically, that was a lot of my notes was Maki bits is Maki doing the flipping the bird. And then Maki does her crying spot where she, she, uh, she gets Rio to hit her. And Ryo yeah. know, hits her, and then she stands there, and just starts mock crying, and Ryu eventually comes over to check on her, I guess, and then she stomps on Ryu's head yeah. and just kind of, just kind of scrishes it there. It was hilarious.
1: But also, if we're, if we're talking about if we're talking about um, head, fucking or er, the the hawk up spot, she does. <laughs> she so so. We love a good Hulk out spot here on the News and Knockouts podcast. It's a classic originated, of course, by the Hulkster and adopted by,
0: Pretty by much many, everybody.
1: Ma- ma- many an esteemed wrestler since. It's it's a it's a fun spot. It's fun to see someone be at the brink, but then just force themselves back. But Maki Ito's way of doing it is so hysterical because she starts hitting herself in the head, which is funny enough as it is, especially when you know it's just a huge meme that her head is it just apparently meant to be a weapon? But then she starts fucking banging her head against the turnbuckle, like some sort of unhinged animal. And it is hysterical. Yeah.
0: Okay, yep. They, Maki got in all of her... I'll get to talk about the headbutt spots, but before that we also have uh, classic Maki spots. She had Rio up in the corner, and then she yells out, normally to a crowd, who is the cutest wrestler in the world? And you're supposed to say Ito chan. And then she starts yeah. doing the punches in the corner. I did it because I knew the call out. Austin knows. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, they start doing headbutt bits. Like she has Ryo down on the ground and she does the Kokeshi, which is a falling, diving headbutt to the side. The camera angle didn't catch this very good, but Maki Ito does a funny facial expression when she does that spot. The, <laughs> the camera missed it. And then, yeah, they start headbutting each other. They have a bit where like Rio and and Maki headbutt each other at the same time and then try to push against each other.
1: Yeah, well then then we see Rio explicitly try to go for a headbutt and just just it, it oh, yeah, does she goes not... for a
0: headbutt and it just doesn't work. It, it, just... it hurt her, not me, not Maki.
1: I have to say, it felt like it felt like in this case, and I feel like this might be the case with a lot of Miko ma- or uh, 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 Maki matches. I I don't know. I haven't seen any, but I just get this feeling is I feel like Rio had to take some stupid pills before stepping into this ring because she fell for the crying spot, which you said Maki Ito does a lot. And she also made an attempt to headbutt her when it's clearly like one of the biggest memes ever for Maki Ito that she has a freakishly hard head.
0: Yeah, Yeah. sometimes sometimes wrestlers kind of just have to let stuff happen. You know, like how sometimes stuff has to happen just so the plot can happen? Sometimes wrestlers just do stuff so the spots can happen.
1: Yeah, but like... (sighs) I, I I feel like they could have I feel like they could have lampshaded it better or something so something where it didn't feel like like Rio just has no clue about her opponent or any of the mm-hmm. memes attached to her.
0: Uh, Rio had some fun bits too that I took. Oh, Rio, it's like, incredible when she when she's doing the stuff in the corner, the chops in the corner, <laughs> doing bam 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 bam, and then oh she, is, and she like turns to the referee and like bows at him. <laughs> Got to be very respectful.
1: Yep. Oh, Rio's also plenty theatrical herself. She did like a Mm -hmm. fucking miming spot early on. She's just, (laughs) what was that? I don't know. I've never, I've
0: never understood it. I've watched several Rio Mizunami mats at this point. I don't know what that's about.
1: That's a common spot for her?
0: Yes. She does the ropes, the rope mime all the time.
1: Also, I have a very important question related Uh to this match specifically. At one point. We're, I oh, I can't remember who was the one getting hurt. I think I think it was Rio. I think I think Rio had just been the the butt of a few headbutting uh, setups, and Excalibur is talking about how she's trying to fucking stay in this match, and and uh-huh. and and he says something about she's trying to come back from this pain known as life, and I just,
0: oh yes, yeah, so he was talking about Ex- Maki. Excal- actually, oh yeah, he's actually Ex- talking about Maki Ito. Either way, Excalibur
1: are. Are you okay? Is everything okay, buddy? Like, I, I, I think like supposed to be lean in. Like... Like,
0: part of Maki's dick is to be a little self-loathing and kind of a, like her failures have taken a her toll on her own psyche that she hides behind her own persona. But And I think that was supposed to be a lead into that, but very out of nowhere, sure.
2: Well, and this is pandemic wrestling. If there was ever a time that something like that would make a lot of people go same, it's probably now. Well,
0: yeah. But also,
1: Austin, to, to what you said, I understand where you're coming from, but the way Excalibur said it was, this from this pain known as life, you <laughs> like kind of pause and trail. But like you have to think about that statement for a second. He, he went somewhere, okay? In that moment, he got Excalibur little, went he got somewhere, when he went, in so, here, went into right? a real dark hole somewhere, and in his mind didn't come out for a good couple eternities. And then when he returned, it was really existentially sad.
2: <laughs> That's the vibe
1: I got from this. I, I don't
2: know. There were some moments of this that were kind of sad. Like, there were moments where, like, you could tell that if a crowd was cheering, it would have been a lot better. And it's
0: just dead. Yeah. Sad.
1: Like I said, lockdown era wrestling in AEW is fucking depressing. Honestly, to watch.
0: overall. It kind of is, as someone who watched WWE too. Yeah, but it's... at least
1: WWE like gave the semblance of a crowd.
0: I th- I think it's because wrestling doesn't really know how to operate if there isn't people there. Oh yeah.
2: Well, I couldn't tell if it was better or worse when there were like other people in the building, like trainees and other stuff, and they would mm-hmm. you would hear like two voices cheering. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was better or worse, truthfully. Well, like...
1: I, it's it's better in the sense that at least we're still getting those pops nodded to, but at the same time it is so fucking sad to just hear that very light weak smattering of response rather than an entire several thousand seat arena losing their shit. Yeah, it is. It it's better than nothing, but what we have is still just. Oh, it hurts right in the soul. Yeah, man. it's
0: a little. It's kind of sad. Yes, and that's oh, that's God. someone who went through that whole era.
1: <laughs> Look, nothing moment. will ever be as sad as Brody Lee entering to the deafening silence of a locked down, mm-hmm. audienceless arena. Okay, yeah. nothing will ever be as depressing as that. So I'll mm-hmm. take I'll take the little bits of of like okay mm-hmm. pop where I can get it
0: yes uh rio does, rio mizunami does make poor maki ito tap out
1: mm-hmm. the the cutest Good. in the world yeah. the
0: cutest wrestler in the world does not get the w today
1: you love as the- it should theater. be i i i think rio is my favorite of this entire run like i love i love venny i really like venny and and their style and their moveset but just rio seems so much fun and i love I love how fucking boisterous she is. And I can't wait to see more of her.
0: Yep. Rini Ryu is great though. And then Aja and Rin Katakura. I really didn't have many notes on this. Because it, well, there, I didn't either. think there was a lot to say. Um, I did note uh, Aja Kong giving a look over to Hikaru Shida. I didn't mention this in the front half. I'm surprised I forgot. But Hikaru Shida is the current AEW women's champion at the time. And mm. she was, during this tournament, she was over in Japan helping uh, them organize the tournament from that half of this, nice. of the of this side. She even does Japanese commentary. If you go on YouTube, you can watch the shows with her on commentary in Japanese. Oh, shit. Uh, her a whole there's a whole lot to say about Hikaru Shida's time as AEW Women's Champion. I'll bring it up more later, I think, as we get okay. a little closer to the finale. But there's it's remember everything I said about the women not being on TV enough earlier, yeah, yeah. especially That's... Hikaru Shida. That's unfortunate from this. That's...
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it was, but uh, I thought that was a neat acknowledgement uh, of Aja Kong looking over at Hikaru Shida, knowing that she's like, "I'm gonna take your title, I'm gonna win this tournament and take your title." Thought that was neat. Yeah,
1: that's I I now that you point that spot out, I'm I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, uh, I noted that Rin, the first at the beginning of the match where Rin were category was just hitting Aja again and again and again. Aja wasn't doing anything. Aja was yeah. just standing there chewing her gum. But I he didn't give a fuck. I Elizabeth, I
1: understand like why that doesn't, why that kind of power imbalance doesn't appeal to you. But for me, I I I love bide spots. I love when you get those those wrestlers trying to hit at someone and they just don't fucking sell it, and then they just come back with the force of all the blows that were just dealt to them. It's
2: I can and I can see the appeal of that. It just wasn't great for me, especially because we had seen so many other matchups where I was on the edge of my seat the entire time and not sitting there like. Just pin
0: her and get this over with. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't know the decision making behind why they, like, ordered the matches the way they did. But I, dev- I don't. I think that Aja Kong was probably the wrong choice to be the last match of this show. I. It, to me, it
1: felt like a denouement. I. I didn't. I didn't mind it because because the the Rio uh, 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 Maki match was so over the top. That mm-hmm. I I don't I don't mind our our climax match in something like this in a first round of a tournament being being the like the the penultimate rather than the I last do one.
0: I do as to appreciate that every single match in this episode felt different than the other yes. matches on the show. It wasn't that watching was the
2: good. same thing over and over again. There was a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yes. and that I mean that's that's the strength. That's 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 always one of the greatest strengths wrestling can do is 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 show off. So much variety for what people a lot of times will just kind of write off as as a samey, straightforward mm-hmm. thing. It's it's not. There's so much variety you can have. So many little subtle things. And yeah, this was such. A great,
2: this was more story. dramatic than a soap opera. Yup. And I <laughs> say that as someone who, when I eat lunch, Young and the Beautiful is usually on in the break room. No, Young and the Restless,
0: Bold and the Beautiful. They're different. Oh, Oh, I don't want to get those two mixed up
1: now. (laughs) Oh, oh, now how 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 could you? It's very important.
2: "Young and Beautiful" is a song from a movie. I don't remember which movie.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Either way, well, well, yeah, but but I mean, for real, there's something so much more visceral when when the soap opera tension isn't resolved with just two people yelling at each other, but just two motherfuckers just. And this wasn't shot,
2: reverse shot, as two people sit on a couch together for an hour-long episode. Yeah. I'm going to clothesline you and then drag you across the ring so I can do a back bend over your still body.
1: I like to think we here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast do our due diligence when it comes to pointing out the importance of of good cinematography to wrestling Mm -hmm. TV. And this is just another example of just, again, a little more variety. And sometimes we get it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, all about so camera
2: definitely. angles because um the tombstone stomp is that what it The tombstone
1: what? pile driver.
2: Yeah, the tombstone pile driver. It only works if you can't see that he's not actually stomping on the head guys. The camera angle yeah. is incredibly important. Oh, oh,
1: no, we're talking about two different things. No, uh I don't know what the head stomp uh, but is,
0: I, I agree with your overall point too. Is it, yeah, no, no, I, yeah. Kind of oh, that,
1: that's vital. I don't.
0: Yeah, you know, that you know, was like the first sure. episode I was here for. That was over a year ago. For um, sure, sure.
1: Yeah, that's but fair. being.
0: Yes, being able to hide strikes very important part of 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 wrestling work.
1: Absolutely. That being Absolutely. said,
0: there were some blows tonight
2: that we watched that I they looked incredibly real and. Oh, sometimes they are. Which, to, sometimes to be sometimes fair, fair yeah. Be some,
0: sometimes they're not. They don't. They like pull punches a little bit, but sometimes real contact is made. Oh, oh absolutely. Especially, them, especially those forearms. their mm-hmm. contact is made.
2: Yeah, but there were a couple of like body slams and everything that just like it didn't make the sound of a heavy impact or anything, but they definitely played it up as one and like the physics of it lined up and everything. And it was very oh, yeah.
1: good. Well, it, yeah. it's speaking of the sound, it is great when you when you get the sound in there too. There was I there was this spot during the, the Venny Emmy match. Where I think Venny gets a kick fucking across across Emmy's neck slash side of her face. Oh, is that Is makes the one Is that the that one where they kicked Emmy in
0: the back and then kicked her in the front? Is that what? Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. And I remember, the
1: slap sound that. I remember rang the slap through. sound being
0: very loud on that one.
1: That was so good. I love when we get. I love when we get those snaps in the sound. Oh, it's incredible.
0: Yep. Holy um, shit. My last row note on Aja Kong and Rin Katakura, I put snuff film in match form.
1: It's a great stealth squash match, okay?
0: Yeah. Aja gets the win, obviously. I do have to give
1: them credit, too, for giving Aja Kong a tasteful sit spot. Usually if someone gets a sit spot in a match, it's because their whole shtick is that they are a big fat fat fighter with a big fat ass. They do not... (laughs) Too much to, to emphasize the largeness of Aja's ass in this very tasteless, gaudy way. It just seems like a tactical move. And I have to give them credit <laughs> for giving, a, for giving someone a one... spit spot that didn't make me want to tear my hair out.
2: I think part of why it worked is because Aja's like feeling of what she was doing in the ring and everything for decent parts of this felt like... I'm going to let you scream until you tire yourself out, and then I'm going to kick your ass, and then I'm going to go to bed.
1: <laughs> like I said, fucking Orange Cassidy vibes. Uh, of, uh, of
0: uh, Aja, Poor Aja Kong is 50 years old. She ain't got time.
1: for this time. shit. I'm getting real It felt tired. like when you
2: see an animated show and there's, like, a parent who has a little kid, <laughs> like, at arm's length out here. It was very, like, just... just you're gonna tire yourself out eventually, and then I can deal with my shit. So
1: truly, truly, mommy vibes is what I'm hearing.
2: I mean, okay. you tell me. David.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey,
1: you, you said you said parent. I'm just rolling with it, okay?
0: Anyway, that 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 I think is the I guess the best spot to end our 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 episode on the first half of the of the uh, aew women's eliminator tournament for the first round yeah any final thoughts
1: i turn it over to elizabeth
2: wrestling is cool and i like pop idols and other like brats and everything getting a chance to really let out their angry tendencies (laughs) especially because um back to D D and theater and stuff I ran a one-shot of Midsummer Night's Dream characters, and the reason I ran it because I don't like barbarians, and I was playing Hermia, and she's the perfect barbarian. There's just something about a little package of pure feminine rage that I enjoy so much.
1: Oh my god. To a
2: ridiculous extent, to the point where I did not like Diana the Musical. It is not good, but feck you dress made me so happy.
1: (laughs) I, I, I really do need to need to fucking at some point do like an AEW watch party with you, Elizabeth of like stuff that airs that as at, in, in real times, so I feel like you would appreciate the work right there. And especially if we get a good women's match, you would love to see some of the personalities and some well, of that. Well, that's the
0: nice 20. thing about AEW is they announce all of their matches ahead of time. So you all, I know.
1: know you know, what a fucking match is falling into the lap in the middle of the show. Oh God.
0: Yeah, we can do that if you
2: ever come back to the better state. Yeah, ha, to it's the better true. State.
1: Uh, okay, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one on the chin.
0: Anyway, anyway, that is the end of our first episode here of our brand new arc. As we will yeah, continue baby. to cover the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament. Next time we will be covering the American half of the yes. for of the first round. Yeah. Uh, but for next, our next episode will be the conclusion of our long journey here back in 1987, we've come so far away. It's come so far here with Hulk Hogan versus Andre, the giant where Hulk Hogan is a nev is actually the bad guy here. And they don't play into the arc at all because they suck. He's not actually, whatever.
1: He's, he's not actually the bad guy, but, but he Austin should and I have like, have like rewritten this thematically because he's so clearly the asshole in this situation, but they refuse to like acknowledge that he's the asshole it's it's this, great
2: this is the same andre the giant where young rock had an entire episode of how chill he was
1: yeah, yeah.
0: oh and, well, and andre's that's the, the bad guy in this story yes
1: andre's the bad guy when it's clear that hulk is actually the real shitty friend here
0: anyway we are finally uh concluding that with wrestlemania 3 wrestlemania 3 baby That is for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs.
1: Yes, sir, my friends, my dear, dear friends. Thank you so much for once again joining us on another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted that you have joined us. If this is your, uh, if you're a returning listener, viewer, what have you, thank you so much for once again, Welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever you use to consume our content. We are delighted to have you here. We hope you continue to join us week after week after week, like you've been doing. If this is your first time with us, welcome. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So, whether you are brand new to the wrestling fandom or you are a seasoned veteran, we hope that you feel welcome here. We hope that you're having a great time here. If you have been having a great time here and you would like to keep having a great time with us and you're not entirely sure how to do so, not to worry, my friends. I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell. Make sure and search a nice solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a new episode. Uh comment, like, add us to your playlist, check out our playlist. All of the arcs that we follow are organized into nice little playlists. So if you want to follow a specific one all the way through, you can do that without having to jump around a whole lot. And if you watch more recent episodes, you can see our beautiful faces as as we talk and gesticulate and everything and see hell our sexy new display. Brand new to episode 56. It's fucking dope. Come look at it. It, Yeah, it fucking rules. Elizabeth is vandal-whiting it up right now like a goddamn Mm -hmm. boss. It's amazing. Uh, So be sure to check us out on YouTube. We can also, if you like the audio-only experience, of course, you can find us on Spotify, on Google, on Apple Podcasts. Three of the best places to find your podcasts. Rate us. Rate us review us whatever the fuck it is you do on those platforms to be like hey these guys are pretty cool i think they're pretty cool you guys should think they're pretty cool and maybe check them out more i don't know i'm just saying listen to us there you can find all of our all of our episodes on those three platforms it's a great time it's a great little uh great little audio only experience and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time. Come, come check us out. It's, it's, you know, what your platform of choice. We got you. Uh, you can also find us on social media. Oh, shit, we got little scrollies. This is so cool. I did make so, lots of scrollies. If you if you want to get in direct contact with us, you can find us on three kind of main platforms for that. First of all, you can find us on Twitter at Noobs and NoxPod on Twitter. That's Noobs, the letter, and NoxPod on Twitter. Follow us there. Uh, come check us out. We we tweet out dank memes. We we in we engage with the discourse. Of course, we post every single time we drop a new episode, so you all know what the hell's going on with our show. And of course, the highlight of the Noobs and Knockouts Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. My friend,
0: what is on the docket coming up? Yep, uh, as usual, every single week. AEW Dynamite. We a whole hour about it. What do you know? Uh, Every single week. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern now on TBS. By the time, they'll be on TBS now, not TNT. Mm. And that's 8 p.m. Eastern every single week. It's the one wrestling show I most consistently watch live. Uh, In addition, we're also kind of going to experiment in watching Deadlock Pro. Wrestling, at yes. airs live on YouTube Eastern on Thursdays. I haven't gotten a chance to watch live yet. You know, holiday season, other preoccupations. True. But when I get the opportunity to watch it live, we'll probably be live tweeting it. Uh, in addition, we also keep up with the Impact Wrestling WWE and AEW pay-per-view shows. Uh, so Impact's next, next pay-per-view coming up Saturday, January 8th. Hard to Kill, Uh, one of their four annual pay-per-views. It's going to be really sweet. An Impact Knockouts Championship match is a Texas death match. A, and, and also an ultimate X match for the flippy boys, except now the women are getting involved in it too. It's going to be really sweet as well. A ring of honor world championship match. That's kind of insane actually. And so much more uh, that's coming up January 8th. You can buy that from traditional pay-per-view providers as well as on fight TV. Mm upcoming for the wwe i'm very excited about this actually i Ooh. i know that on this podcast i don't necessarily come off as a very big wwe we guy like right now
1: rag a little bit but i gotta
0: tell you it's royal rumble season baby okay <laughs> january okay. 29th that is the wwe royal rumble 30 men enter a battle royal the winner Gets to become gets to have a world title match at WrestleMania, and it's genuinely one of WWE's best shows every single year. I'm yeah. very excited for it. Again, it is January 29th, and it is on Peacock WWE streaming service streaming service provider. And then, in addition, AEW their next pay per view. Hey, what do you know? Uh, Revolution. 2022 we're obviously building to the revolution in RR here but on march 6th is the next aew revolution again that's several months away so i don't really have any big details on it but uh, i will have more details as time goes on and that is uh what we'll be doing live tweeting uh of uh on the twitter going forward yeah so So be sure to check that out out. what i do i do real busy i do keep myself busy here yes
1: yeah yeah no we have we have a good time be sure to be sure to check that out definitely it's uh we we love our live tweeting on our on our twitter mm-hmm. austin's uh austin's really great at it he, he's really insightful really funny i can i can personally vouch and elizabeth can too that he's a great time uh, a great company to have while watching wrestling even in a digital only format every once in a while i hop on take the reins too i like to think it's to someone entertaining uh so but no it's matter a different who-
0: level of chaotic
1: yeah, we 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 got we got our two very distinct voices. You can always tell who's hopping on depending on the types of commentary being made. Um but yeah, be sure to be sure to check that out. It's a it's a fun time. Find us on Twitter at noobs and knockouts pod. We also have a Gmail account. You can email us at and knockouts pod at gmail.com. That's noobs the word and this time. Knockouts at gmail.com. Uh come say hi. Come tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, uh what uh, just generally generally uh engage with discourse in us uh yell at us for our for our hot takes that I'm sure piss plenty of people off um whatever you want uh request things you want for the show uh arcs special episodes general other uh, miscellaneous wrestling uh, uh, media anything just 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 come say hi come, come have a little chat with us we love we love having a little chat with people about the stuff we love. So just just come check us out, noobsandknockoutspot at gmail.com. Come say hi. We would love to say hi back. And finally, we are also on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode.
0: See y'all next time.
1: Hasta luego.